0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockey or wherever you get your podcasts from
1: grab your peanuts and popcorn baseball is back That's right, teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement and this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament, UFC, as well as hockey, basketball, and all other sports. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no better place to play or to have skin in the game than with... The best sports daily fantasy app in DraftKings. Download DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
2: Hello and welcome to the Ice Skies, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And
3: now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, March 30th. Ian Cameron with you. He's still got an ailing set of teammates uh, on this Tuesday. Uh, It'll just be yours truly, Ian Cameron, in the host chair, flying solo, ready to take... Actually, not the case. Jimmy Murphy is right here. There we go. He is here. Jimmy Murphy is back, and we are... Uh, happy to see him. Uh, Jimmy, it's been a, uh, you know, tough few days, but how are you yeah. feeling? How are you doing today?
4: I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Battling through, but, uh, you know, big thanks to you, man, for, uh, for picking up the slack while Alex and I have been on the shelf here on the IR. Uh, you're doing a great job. So we appreciate it.
3: That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I've done a million of these shows. I have do shows pretty much every day for the last five years on various platforms and various sports. So it's okay. And I've done a lot of them on my own. So, uh, no problem for me and happy to uh, to do it. Uh, right. like I said, but, but I'm even more happy to see people with me. Uh, that's for sure. Good to see you. Give my, give my mouth a break. And I'm going to go through more bottles of water on, on a daily basis without <laughs> you <any laughs> guys around me. Holy mackerel. Uh, so My mouth's going to get parched every single day for the rest of my life it's, uh, doing these shows. Like one hour straight yesterday, just me talking. It's, uh, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, but uh, somehow – Uh, We make it work. Uh, Tuesday NHL card, pretty good card tonight. Seven games on tap. Uh, Before we get into that, uh, a little look back at what we saw Monday night. We saw the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, come back to beat the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime, uh, cashing a ticket for me with Edmonton. I know Jimmy liked Edmonton because he sent his uh, bets and his plays for yesterday to me, and uh, he liked Edmonton as well. The Michael Hutchinson factor certainly uh, played a part in that. Uh, Give the Oilers credit, though. I mean, they've had a really difficult time of it head-to-head against the Leafs this season, Uh, but they finally got off the schneid. Uh, Mike Smith was beyond good in the two games against Toronto. Even the game they lost on Saturday, he played magnificent in net uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. You know, if that's the Mike Smith they're going to get the rest of the season, uh, that's going to be a team that's going to be dangerous, and they'll have a chance to beat anybody on any given night. You know, if they're going to get the kind of goaltending they received uh, from Mike Smith at the age of 39 uh, in the last two games against the Leafs, uh, and he was a big part of the difference in why the Oilers won uh, last night uh, by a, in overtime by a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, In terms of the, some of the other action we saw last night, the Winnipeg Jets basically uh, turned the Calgary Flames right back into that dumpster fire. Uh, once again, uh, the Jets dominating the Flames last night. A little bit of a one-off anomaly. And that's essentially what we got to chalk it up to now, an anomaly with the Calgary Flames that they won Saturday after Daryl Sutter ripped them. And criticized Johnny Gaudreau with that brilliant quote about he better have more energy than he had in his 499th game. Uh, That was classic. Uh, And we sure enough, Calgary. Yeah, they had the one game. The coach, you know, you know, tars and feathers them, rips them publicly, and they can't sustain it. Calgary's just not a very great good hockey team. I think we're starting to find that out. They've got issues. They've got internal issues. They've got issues on the ice with their top players not showing up game in and game out, and the Winnipeg Jets take care of business against them uh, last night. We have to talk. The one game we have to talk about from last night is what the Buffalo Sabres did. Um, This is the only team in the NHL that could pull off what they did last night because through the first two periods, there was nothing fluky about the Sabres being up 3-0 in that game. They were taking it to Philly. They were getting their confidence back. They were making plays with the puck. They were playing in the offensive zone. They were actually playing with some semblance of structure defensively and Allmark giving them saves. But they outshot the Flyers in the first two periods. They're up 3-0. You would expect even a team that had lost 17 in a row, playing as well as they were in the first two periods, to say, you know what? This is our night. This is our chance to get a win, snap this embarrassing, hideous skid, that that's just you know being shamed across the NHL everyone is shaming us for how bad we've been this is the night to end it but no the buffalo sabers just can't stand not being a shit show you know at this point in time they just can't they just love it they love being a mockery they love being you know the the brunt of all jokes in the NHL they love being a joke you know essentially at this point i can't believe what i saw how you have the mental toughness of a of a little runt or a little peanut, whatever you want to call it. They are, they're mental midgets, this Sabres team. They're playing great hockey. Philly gets an early goal in the third period. It was a nice play they made to make it three to one. And that moment in the game, the Sabres just collapsed. They panic. They start to get tense. They grip the stick. Marty Biron said it in the post-game for the Sabres on their television broadcast last night. That's exactly what happened. He couldn't have said it any better. They grip the sticks. They got tight. They got nervous. Uh, and all of a sudden, 3-1, they're panicking. They're giving the puck away. They're making the same kind of bad plays and the same kind of m- terrible hockey that they've had the last couple weeks. Philly gets momentum. They get the 3-2 goal. And by then, Buffalo's just panicking. They know, hey, we're letting this game slip away uh, big time. Uh, and sure enough, the Sabres hang in there, hanging on, hanging on 3-2. Philly pulls the uh, goalie for the extra attacker. The Sabres actually get a chance to put it in the empty net, and they miss it. A dead ringer chance to put it away. And you knew the moment they missed that empty net. Philly's going right back down and tying the game. That's exactly what happened, and the rest is history. Philly gets the winner in overtime, 4-3. Only the Buffalo Sabres could basically snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like that. And you want to know why a team loses now 18 games in a row? That's why you lose 18 games in a row with a third period and an overtime like last night uh, from the Buffalo Sabres, just pathetic, just, just hideous, horrendous. It's awful. It's just embarrassing, beyond embarrassing, what we're seeing from the Buffalo Sabres. They should be absolutely ashamed that they could not hold it together for 20 more minutes and bring that game home to, to snap that ugly losing streak. Brutal. Bad as it gets from the Buffalo Sabres, but it's been as bad as it gets for them now for two months. Why should anything change now? Uh,
4: Jimmy, what do you think from what we saw last night? Well, I think you pretty much summed it up there, man. I mean, how much can we rant about this Buffalo team anymore? They, they are who they are, you know, and uh, it, it's it's tough because I just know they have such a good fan base up there, and that is a hockey city, and uh, I feel really bad for those fans right now because it's it's become clear to me that – and I don't think it's that the players don't care. I think there's still players there that care. I think there's still some guys there that are trying. I mean, you saw Brandon Montour uh, was pretty, pretty, pretty evident. He cares. He was calling out his teammates. And he had and, a hell of a game crazy. last yeah. night. Yeah. That
3: should be said. He played great last night. Yeah. I thought.
4: You know, so I don't, I don't take it on. I don't put it on the players right now. Um, as much as I just do above them, you know, the management and the ownership and it, it's disgusting. And I don't think it's going to change until the hierarchy changes. And unfortunately there seemed to be no plan for that. So, uh I just, you know, Sabres Sabers fans might want to just start cheering for a different team because it's not going to get any better soon. So tough stuff there. The other thing, though, about last night with other games that I noticed, Ian, I think it's a very good sign if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan or a Colorado Avalanche fan, is the way those two teams handled lesser teams last night in what was earmarked, I think, for both teams as a complete letdown game after the two had played each other. Uh, you know, the previous games there and, and just really playoff like battles against each other. Um, so I, I just kind of saw those as kind of trap games for them uh, or just kind of letdown games and uh, kudos to them for just taking it to the, you know, the, the avs took it to the ducks and the, uh, the Knights took it to the Kings. So I think, you know, when you look at that on the face, you don't really say, Oh, well, what do they deserve credit for that? They, they beat two teams that suck, but they do because that's what good teams do. They don't fall into that trap. They don't fall into that letdown game. So I think that's something to watch going forward there. And uh, the other thing too, is just San Jose, uh, you know, just likes to sneak up on teams that are better than them and, and get into these wild back and forth type games. And that's what we saw with the Minnesota wild there is they, you know, stole a point essentially uh, from the wild who are are battling for a top spot there in the West. So, um, you know, kudos to the sharks as well for hanging in there and, you know, that's kind of the difference, I think. You look at the Sharks' season, obviously, they're not going anywhere. They're not making the playoffs. But they're still a lot more um, likable and, and, at times, bettable than the Buffalo Sabres. So, uh, those are kind of the takeaways I had. And Edmonton, I kind of saw, Ian, just the reason I liked them last night was because I loved the way they played in that game on Saturday. I didn't think they deserved to lose that game. Uh, they still are, are maintaining their game. Their, good defensive system even when they're losing and it paid off and they got rewarded last night. So good for them.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, and credit to them because that was a gut-wrenching loss on Saturday to yeah. the Leafs. I mean they had the lead, they couldn't hold it after two periods. The Leafs tie it with two third period goals, win in overtime. And Edmonton basically flipped the script last night. They did what to Toronto, Toronto did to them. Uh, on Saturday night, but uh, give the Oilers credit, big win for them. And they're still right there with Winnipeg and Toronto, that three team battle for first in the uh, North division. It's getting really exciting with the Oilers jets uh, and the Leafs atop that division. You're right about San Jose. Can you make heads or tails of this team? Uh, We've seen them beat St. Louis. We've seen them beat Minnesota, a very good team last night. And in between what happens, they get blanked in back-to-back games by Arizona. You know, so that's the thing about San Jose you're right. They seem, seem to play their best hockey and they seem to play better. And I don't know what it is, but uh, they seem to play their best against better competition. And then against the weaker teams or the middling teams, uh, they're struggling a bit more. So, uh, but San Jose, you know, the scoring is not the issue. That team could put the puck in the net. It's always been defensively. And I'll say this about San, uh, Minnesota last night, very unlucky. They didn't win that game. They had a million chances. They hit some posts. There was a wide open net or two that was missed. By Minnesota in the third period and in overtime, they are still very loose in their own zone coverage wise, San Jose. And it's been that way all season and some nights they get away with it. And last night was one of those nights uh, against the uh, Minnesota wild. Uh, although San Jose was very good themselves. They had a lot of shots. They carried the play, but the, the chances they did give up and it's been that way all season with them. The chances they do give up are doozies. They're like eight plus, you know, 10 bells scoring chances And Minnesota had several of those last night. Uh, And San Jose kind of fortunate. uh, Minnesota didn't bury some more of those chances. But there's no doubt San Jose is a capable team, especially when they get that offense going. And Kane, Couture, LeBanc, uh, Carlson had two goals last night. He's actually played better offensively. He's still a disaster in his own end. Like he was directly responsible for one of the Minnesota goals going in. But he's got the offense finally going, which had disappeared for a bit. So they need that from him because that's what he's got. That's all he's got. Yeah, Eric Carlson is the skating, the power playability, and the scoring and the points from the blue line, the point production. It's not the defensive side of the puck for him, so he'd better deliver that for San Jose for the money he's still getting from that just absorbent contract. Uh, that he got from the Sharks. All right, Jimmy, let's turn our attention now to tonight. Tuesday's action. We'll start with the Washington Capitals taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, about even money, minus 110 here on both sides. Total six shaded to the over in this one. I'll tell you what, the Washington Capitals look like it was going to be a nice, calm, easy Sunday afternoon victory against the New York Rangers on uh, a couple of days ago. It was anything but the Rangers mounting a furious rally. Uh, they get that game to within 5-4. With about a couple of minutes to go, and there's the Capitals having to hang on uh, for dear life and win that game by a score of 5-4. I like the way the Rangers are playing, and I like mm-hmm. the way they responded in that game. You know, they were down 4-1. to one. They could have said, hey, it's not our day, but they didn't give up. They played really well, uh, battled back to make that game exciting down the stretch. Now, Washington's hotter as can be. There's no question. Uh, they just completed a 5-1 homestand with that win against the Rangers. Uh, They've won two of three against the Rangers the last 10 days, but the Rangers have been ultra competitive in those games. So yeah, Washington's 11-2 here in March. They're playing outstanding hockey. Ovechkin has been awesome, no question. Kuznetsov has got his offense rolling right now. TJ Oshie had three points against the Rangers. Tom Wilson uh, had a couple of goals in that game. Uh, They're a tough team to go against here right now, uh, but I'm going to go against them tonight. I like the Rangers here back home. Uh, in this one, I know Washington's not an easy team to go against 14 and two uh, in their last uh, 16 games. Uh, you know, Kuznetsov, like I said, has been excellent of late. What's he got? Four goals and eight assists in the last 10 games. Wow. If you talk about goal scoring props, there's someone to look out for. No question. Lars Eller, though, injured uh, for the last several games. He's missed due to a lower body injury. Uh, there's a chance he might return tonight. We'll see uh, for the Rangers. Uh, David Quinn finally came back. Uh, you know, uh, the last game after uh, missing the last several games, him and the coaching staff, uh, due to COVID 19. But I I like the way the Rangers are going. Criders playing Mika Zibanejad has got his game back again. He's been scoring almost every game. Like I said, Mika Zabanajad bet his goal score prop every game until further notice. Uh, he's got what 11 goals here in the month of March. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Colin Blackwell, too, he's really made the most of his ice time lately for the Rangers. Two goals on Sunday. Uh, and uh, he's starting to really become an offensive, someone that's stepping up in terms of their depth for the New York Rangers uh, from their uh, depth forward position and and giving them a little bit of offense. So that's definitely good to see for the Rangers. Igor Shosturkin is going to be back in net here. I think the Rangers take a boatload of confidence from, you know, a good third period uh, battling back in that game. Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Rangers here. (laughs) Washington away from home. Don't want to say they're – uh, beatable away from home. But I think that on the road, uh, there's a chance for the Rangers here at Madison Square Garden uh, to bounce back at this win here. Uh, like I say, not easy. But uh, again, in a, in a situation where the New York Rangers have played Washington very tough this season, uh, I like their opportunity here maybe to bounce back and get the win here. At home. So I like the Rangers. And I also cashed the over on Sunday uh, in that game, Rangers-Capitals. I think I'll go back to the well here uh, with the uh, over in this game. But I like the side a little bit more. Uh, with New York. Jimmy, what do you think here with the Rangers and Capitals?
4: Great minds think alike, my friend. I love the Rangers tonight. I I agree with you. I think that third period carries over into this game right now. And now, you know, you look at the Rangers over the last couple of weeks. I mean, ever since Panarin came back, it's no small coincidence. Uh, They've been playing much better hockey. Uh, And I I think, you know, teams that are in the playoff spot right now, like the Boston Bruins, uh, need to worry about this Rangers team. Uh, they're, They're creeping up, man. And don't, you know, don't sleep on them right now. And so I like the Rangers in this game. I'm even going to take it a step further, actually, Ian. and I'm going to take the Rangers in regulation uh, to win this game for a little little extra value there.
3: All right, Rangers in regulation, which is plus 145. So uh, you get a nice price there with the uh, Rangers to get the job done in 60 minutes. If you want to go and sweeten the pot a little bit, uh, get a little bit uh, of a bit better bang for your buck here in this game. Uh, and the New York Rangers to me i mean they're definitely a team that they they every game's like got to play it like a uh, a playoff game at this point uh, to try to keep themselves alive here in the uh, chase for a, a playoff spot and by the way you look at some interesting stats here lately uh, from both of these teams you know they're neck and neck you know the overall for the season Washington's got really good advanced numbers but the last 10 games they're basically even the rangers have been in the expected goals for percentage expected goals, margin, high danger chances, just over the last 10 games, the Rangers have been right there with Washington, you know, in all of those key categories. Uh, so, and, and Washington, and that's a great point by Ken in our chat. They still give up a lot of chances, Washington, and they have a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, that the goalie, uh, the goalies, I should say, uh, Samsonov and uh, Vanacek for Washington have cleaned up for them this year. Uh, but the New York Rangers offensively were a handful for Washington. They missed two breakaways on Sunday uh, against this Washington team, two breakaways, and they couldn't score on either one. Uh, they're a dangerous opponent for this uh, Washington team. Washington is fourteen and two, but you know they're not going to go you know thirty and two or thirty two and two the rest of the season. They're they're going to lose some games, and I think tonight might be a decent spot to go against this Caps team. Uh, New Jersey taking on Boston. We've got Boston minus two ten. Home favorites here, total 5.5, uh, shaded to the under in this one. Um, I had to survive two video reviews, but it got there with uh, New Jersey as a best bet for me on Sunday's edition uh, of the Ice Guys, plus 165 as the Devils make a one nothing lead stand up for the one nothing shutout win. Hey, what can you say? The Devils just play well against the Bruins. I mean, there's nothing else to say other than that. I don't know if I want to come back to the well with New Jersey tonight, though, in this game. We'll see. I mean, I'm certainly not interested laying minus 210 with Boston with Yaro Halak in net right now. Uh, That's for sure. But Boston gets Brad Marchand off the COVID list tonight. Brandon Carlo returns from the injury he suffered at the hands of Tom Wilson uh, in that Washington game a few weeks ago. So it's a healthier Boston team. It's a Bruins team that, at this point, they got to be absolutely chomping at the bit. Like, a lot of times you're going to see teams sleepwalking uh, against New Jersey uh, after the, the way the Devils have played uh, against the Bruins this year, given the Bruins just a tons of grief, uh, tons of fits, uh, you would think Boston uh, is not going to uh, take them lightly tonight, come out focused, come out strong. Can they score is the question, because, again, the Bruin offense has just been uh, very, very disappointing at times. Even the top line, the fake guys, you know, Marshawn Posternock, Bergeron, uh, they've cooled off a little bit. Krejci, where's he been? Uh, Jimmy alluded to that a few days ago. Uh, definitely, they need a little bit more out of him. Uh, the depth forwards, forget it. You're you're not getting a whole lot uh, offensively from them right now. It's just a monster of a price for a Boston team. Look, Boston's having a hard time winning games at all, let alone winning games by margin right now. Uh, so, do you want to go out there and lay minus two ten tonight? I sure as hell don't. I don't think I'm coming back to Jersey. But I'll tell you what, if you if you have to bet this game from a side perspective, I'd sure as hell prefer New Jersey plus the minus one ninety tag rather than Boston, uh, laying this kind of price. They are healthier. They will have Marshawn and Carlo back. That's going to help. I think they're chomping at the bit to finally beat this New Jersey team, but I'm sure not interested in laying this kind of price. Jimmy, what do you think here Devils Bruins?
4: Yeah, th- this is – this. I, I don't know how they could be – I mean, I get they're getting those guys back. Um, I, I just – I wish I had seen what the the odds were before it was announced this morning that they were getting them back. I wonder if you would have got a little better value there. But, I mean, look, this New Jersey team's owned the Bruins. I mean, what what, what are the odds makers watching that we're not? I mean, what's going on here? Like, they should not be favored this high, even with Carlo and Martian coming back. They had Carlo and Martian, uh, you know, a few weeks back when they lost one nothing to them. They had Carlo and Martian when they lost in, <coughs> excuse me, in New Jersey back in January to them. Um, and they barely beat them in a, shoot, uh, in a shootout in the first game, or was it an over? I forget. One of those games went to a shootout, one didn't. I forget. But, you know, what are they watching? I mean, the Bruins have had full rosters against this New Jersey team and still struggled. So, I, you know, if I was going to do anything in this game, I would go New Jersey. I would lean to New Jersey, um, and I would also lean on the under. But I'm going to pass completely on this game because uh, I do have a feeling maybe the Bruins are a bit due to get a win here, but it's just that value. I can't, I can't go near
3: it. Yeah, that's the way I feel. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, I I can't touch Boston here. I can't not yeah. at this price. Um, but again, I got my New Jersey win the other day. And did, did they really want? Do they are they really going to lose two in a row to New Jersey at, at home too? This is not New Jersey. This is at home. Uh, it's I, I I don't know if the, that's possible. But yeah, if there's some people in the chat like in Jersey. I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't say no. Uh, and certainly if, from a value standpoint, the value's there. New Jersey's uh, hard out, tough out. They got Blackwood back and net you know, even without he I've been impressed with, you know, Kyle Paul, Mary's been awesome. Uh, Jack Hughes has been good. Uh, Pavel Zaka. Some of those guys that kind of went away offensively, they're starting to get going again. And they have to, because he is such a big part of what this team does offensively. Uh, And they're starting to step up a little bit. So, uh, in this case, yeah, when Jimmy trashes the Bruins, someone in our chat saying, yes, you know, yeah. to stay away. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. Uh, it may, may not be the time to lay minus 210, that's for sure. So we definitely both lean New Jersey, no question. We would prefer that than laying the and, price. And for the faster. under, too.
4: I, I think the under, I mean, actually, I, I'm really tempted to take that under just because Blackwood has owned them. Uh, and, and the Devils, I mean, the way, if you watch carefully tonight, what, watch the way they come up so fast on the Bruins D-men. When, when they're coming in the zone, when that puck gets back to a D-man. I mean, those those Bruins, have, everyone here in Boston is clamoring for the Bruins to get Taylor Hall or Kyle Palmieri or Winger and everything. I, I think a defenseman is more what they need. They need a guy that can push the play. They need a guy that knows where to place that puck down low, a guy that can react faster than a lot of these defensemen do, and just move that puck and create some offense from the back end there. That's what they're missing there. I mean, Bruce Cassidy said it. People I talked to in the organization have said it, but just fans just seem to be obsessed with, And I guess it's just more, you know, it's flashier to say, oh, let's go get a high-scoring winger or something. But please don't be Taylor Hall. Please don't be Taylor.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay away from him at all costs. We've talked about uh, Taylor Hall and his problems uh, ad nauseum. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, how about this stat? New Jersey's 9-19 and against the division outside of Boston, and they're 4-0-1 against Boston. That's the Devils this year. That's just the one team that uh, they've somehow managed to – have a good run of it against this year. And uh, it continued on Sunday. Uh, We'll see if it continues here tonight uh, in this one. Uh, Next game on the uh, slate for this Tuesday, Detroit and Florida. Uh, We've got the Panthers here about minus 210 to minus 220. Uh, Home favorites, total five and a half uh, shaded to the over in this one. Let's give the Red Wings a little credit. You know, they're playing a little better. Uh, I didn't see them sweeping Columbus uh, over the weekend, but that speaks volumes about where Columbus is right now. And that's in the tank. Uh, At this point in time, that's just a demoralizing two losses for them. But give Detroit credit. Uh, They found something with Calvin Pickard. He's been forced into the net in starting action because Jonathan Bernier's injured and because Thomas Grice is struggling. He's fighting the puck. He's kind of like he's like the Carter Hart of the Detroit Red Wings right now. Uh, He's just not got any confidence uh, at this point in time. So Jeff Blaschel said, let's give Calvin Pickard a little runway you know, to be the goalie, start in and start out. And he's made the most of it. A couple of wins for him against Columbus. Going to be tougher here against Florida. For Florida, obviously just devastating. I I Actually, I'm not a Panthers fan, uh, but uh, I hate seeing things like this where you lose a player the caliber of Aaron Ekblad with the season he had been having up to this point. You talk about shitty luck. And it's like, what have you? What have the hockey? What have the, the Florida Panthers done to piss off the hockey gods, or something, to, for this to happen? Aaron Ekblad is having an outstanding season. I think he at least deserves some consideration uh, for the Norris Trophy. To be honest with you, with the way he had played so far this season for the Panthers, and unfortunately, just that uh, devastating fracture uh, in his ankle injury uh, on Sunday against Dallas. Uh, you knew right away it was bad news. Uh, he had to take the they carted out on a stretcher. You just knew right away this is bad. This is long-term. This could be season-ending. And unfortunately, that's exactly what it is here for Aaron Eckblad. So just a massive, massive loss and a massive gaping hole now for the Florida Panthers on their blue line. I think that's going to force their hand, Jimmy. they got to look for a defenseman now. Simple as that. I don't think you can give up on the season if you're Florida. This is a huge setback. There's no question about that with what Aaron Eckblad has done at both ends of the ice for this team on the blue line. His point production is through the roof this year. His defensive game, I think has improved tenfold from where he was, you know, as a rookie, but this is still a damn good Florida Panthers hockey team in the middle of a really good season. And and to me, you can't just stand pat and do nothing. I think you've still got to look at it as we're good enough to still maybe be dangerous at playoff time. If we move to fill this void left by the injury uh, of Aaron, for Aaron Eckblad. So, uh, that I think is something Florida has got to look at, you know, try to make, get a defenseman. It's not easy. You know, they don't grow on trees. Everybody and his brother at trade deadline time wants a defenseman and to upgrade the blue line. But I think Florida has to at least try because I, uh, to see them just stand pat, you can't stand pat with this blue line. If you want to compete for a Stanley cup, are we there? Does Florida think they're having the kind of season that they can do that? I thought before the Ekblad injury, the answer is yes because everything I've seen from this team is that they are that good, good enough uh, to maybe compete for one. So they got to make a move. They, they, they cannot, I think go long-term in the Stanley cup playoffs, not addressing the blue line without Aaron Eckblad now that he's out for the season. So very interesting to see what they do as far as this game tonight, this could go one of two ways, either Florida's just completely, you know, disheveled, disheartened, gut wrenched, whatever the term you want to use over losing their you know, their star defenseman who's had such a great season, or it's a pull up the bootstraps, rally the troops night, rally around this horrend- horrific injury that Aaron Ekblad has suffered and really show up strong tonight against Detroit. I kind of think it'll be the latter. I think Florida will show up with a good game tonight, with a big game. Uh, they are on a, look, hallelujah, I cashed a two-team parlay last night. I think it's the first time I've won a parlay in forever uh, was last night. A two-team Moneyline Parlay, putting two massive favorites together with Colorado and Vegas last night. And they both got the job done for me with that two-team parlay I recommended on the show. I've got another one today, and Florida is one of those two teams on that two-team parlay. I think they beat Detroit. I think they rally around the Aaron Ekblad thing today uh, and really show uh, a good team game, a good strong game, show that, hey, we're not rattled. we got a good hockey team here. Uh, I know they're still banged up, too. Let's not forget that. Uh, not just Ekblad out, but uh, Barkov uh, looks like he's still out. Uh, Patrick Hornquist is out. I understand that. But they won without those guys uh, over the weekend against Dallas. This is Detroit. I think they've still got enough to beat them. And I think the will to show everybody, hey, we're not done yet without Aaron Ekblad. I think they'll win this game. They're one of my two-team parlay teams tonight. Uh, Florida to take care of business against Detroit. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Panthers, Red Wings.
4: I think we're not going to see a lot of goals in this game. Uh, I think it might take them a bit to adjust to not having Eckblad there. I know he wasn't a huge, huge offensive guy, but just your defense gets rearranged right now. We were just talking about the Bruins and, you know, how important it is to have defensemen that can place the puck for your wingers and your forwards down low. Um, I just see a little of that happening tonight for the Florida Panthers. So I'm actually going to take the under here, uh, given that Detroit can hardly score as well. So give me the under five and a half.
3: All right, under five and a half at around uh, minus 110 here with the uh, Detroit Red Wings and the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, so Florida, one of my two-team parlay teams tonight uh, in the NHL, and uh, Jimmy Lycan like in the under in this game, which makes some sense to me. I think Detroit will be uh, in trouble to score. And Bobrovsky, who's in net for Florida tonight, he's played a lot better lately. The save yeah. he made. Uh, In the uh, first of the two games against Dallas uh, in overtime, that was a vintage Sergei Bobrovsky save. He's starting to get his game back again. This is about as good as he's ever looked with Florida uh, since he's been there. So uh, I I think that uh, with him in net, uh, and I I think it's a rallying cry, the first game without Ekblad after, you know, out for the season, uh, they'll show up big tonight and have a good game, probably a good defensive game as well. Uh, and beat Detroit, and Detroit's a little banged up too, I mean Bobby Ryan is now going to be out, and he's actually played pretty well at times this year uh, for the Red Wings, Mark Stahl had been injured, although they they might have him back tonight but nevertheless, uh, I do like Florida to get the victory here tonight Uh, next game, Columbus, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay minus 2 15, 220, uh, home favorites in that range, total 5.5 across the board, Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets man, this is a bad, bad way that this team is in right now uh, very, very disappointing. I mean, this is a team that's been a pretty consistent team, playoff team the last few years. And right now, it's just not good at either end of the ice. Corpus Allo has declined. Uh Likens is okay, but he's not a world beater in net. Uh, the, the, the defense hasn't been as strong top to bottom this year. Uh, they've given up a lot more goals. And now the offense is just completely evaporated. Uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, where has this team's offensive game gone? Uh, Patrick Lyonnais, you know, one of the Ice Guys store items, make sure you don't forget about the Ice Guys store, one of the items in one of the shirts, it's going to have different slogans and sayings. One of them is can't find him with a telescope on the ice. One of my famous sayings, that's Patrick Lyonnais right now for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Can't find this man with a telescope on the ice. What's he got, one goal in 15 games? That's a disgrace. That is an absolute disgrace for a guy that's supposed to be brought in here to light up this Columbus team offensively, and he's doing jack squat right now, essentially, uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's the way it is, Uh, and that's unfortunately what you get from Lyon A. He's still not working hard enough when he doesn't have the puck on his stick. That's always been a sticking point with Patrick Lyon A., in his NHL career, he doesn't work without the puck. He's very lazy on back checking and all the stuff that that re- is required out of a forward in terms of responsibility uh, at the defensive end of the ice. He's probably upset and got his back up that Tortorella's benched him a couple of times. Not that Tortorella's absolved of all the blame either, but still at some point, man, show up. You know, you, you, got, you are being paid to produce offensively. Forget the other stuff. Forget the fact that you're negligent away from the puck. You've always been that way, but you can at least do the thing you're good at and you should be motivated to do that. Stop, stop being a baby. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Go out there and score, please. Can you do that? You're getting enough money to do that. Do it period. Stop it with this, you know, nonsense that, it, you know, Oh, it's, everything can't be just so nice for Patrick Lyon. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes, you know, you, You've got to make it happen. You know, we can't just set the table with all the buffet items and expect you to eat. Sometimes you got to go get the food yourself. And I think Patrick Lyonet has forgotten that uh, right now with this uh, Jackets team. He's been non-existent. He's been invisible. And until he gets his game going, uh, there's going to be some issues here. Uh, You know, and it's not just him. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll lay some blame on some other guys for this team offensively Cam Atkinson's been good. Uh, Bjorkstrand's actually been pretty good, but outside of those two guys, uh, you're not getting a lot from some of these other forwards that are expected to give you some offense. You know, Max Domi is still somehow a top 6 forward on this team. Max Domi, what has he done this year? My goodness. Holy mackerel. He wouldn't, did, did anybody know he still played for the Columbus Blue Jackets? If you not if you watch this team this year, uh so the offense is dormant. Their defensive game has declined. You really can't rely on either goaltender night in and night out, Corpus Salo, and Merzlikens. So Columbus is just in a world of hurt. The fact you lose to Detroit, you know, back-to-back games tells you all you need to know about how bad things are for them right now. Uh, on the flip side, Tampa Bay is actually going through their own little funk. They've lost a couple of games now. Their defensive game is not where they'd like it to be. And now they've announced that Curtis McElhaney is going to be uh, in net tonight for the uh, Lightning here uh, in this game. Boy, I'd like to take the over in this game, but can I can I get anything out of Columbus? I would think with the Lightning looking a little vulnerable defensively and with McElhaney in net, not Vasilevsky, that maybe this is a night Columbus can get some offense going. So I am going to bet the over. I'm definitely confident Tampa Bay can score a bunch uh, against this Columbus team tonight. I think Tampa will win the game too. They're the other part of the two-team parlay. So for me, I'm on Florida and Tampa Bay two-team parlay. Plus 105 uh, is the price with that to get those two teams parlayed together. I think that's a good bet. I think they'll both win the Panthers and Lightning. It's the uh, Florida parlay, uh, I guess you you can say uh, with the Panthers uh, and the Lightning. And I'm I'm going to take a chance with the over. Look, I know Columbus ain't scoring right now, but you know with backup goalie McElhinney, who's had a, you know not great numbers this year with Tampa Bay's defensive game not being all that sharp. Their penalty kill as well. Tampa Bay, uh, that has struggled in recent games. So I've got Tampa Bay in a parlay, and I like this Jackets-Lightning game to go over the total. Lion A, do something. Please, that's all I'm asking. Do something. Help this team offensively. You've got to be the guy. You're being looked at as the guy to be the leader of this offense for the Jackets. And if they're going to get out of the scoring doldrums they're in, it's got to start with him, and it's got to start with, a harder game, uh, uh, more effort, more intensity than I've seen from him in the last several weeks. Uh, we'll see if he delivers tonight for the uh, Jackets. The way he's played lately, maybe I shouldn't be holding my breath. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus, Tampa Bay.
4: I'm with you. I mean, I like your rationale on on why there could be some scoring here, and you're right. Uh, Tampa's defense has been a little off lately, and then you get McEnany coming in. Uh, so I'm going to go with you on the over there. I'm also going to do another play on this game as well Ian and give me the Columbus team total over two and a half. Uh, I mean if this game's gonna go over I gotta think that they're scoring at least three goals. So uh give me the uh the team total for Columbus at two and a half.
3: All right interesting yeah Columbus team it's definitely cheap because they've been uh, putrid plus off yeah plus one forty yeah. even in some oh, spots okay. over two and a half uh for a Columbus team total uh yeah I don't mind it I mean it's Look, this is, this is a spot for Columbus maybe to get some offense. We hope. I mean, the fact they couldn't score against Detroit. And they had, at the end of two periods on Sunday, they had 11 shots on goal. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? 11 shots on goal and two periods against Detroit. That's bad. That's terrible. And they've got to find some way to get uh, things going offensively. And it, it just hasn't been there for them. Hopefully it is a little bit tonight. Uh, in this game against the uh, Lightning. And the Lightning have two key injuries on the blue line. I mean, that's another reason why they've struggled defensively lately. Eric Chernak and and Ryan McDonough are are both out uh, for Tampa Bay due to injury. So they've got to go with Andreas Borgman, uh, Cal Foote, uh, Jan Ruda, you know, in this blue line, guys that don't normally play on this uh, Tampa defense uh, for them. I mean, Hedman Sergachev, and Luke Shen, you know, are the only mainstays now. Uh, on this Tampa Bay blue line currently. So they're banged up on the blue line. There is opportunity for teams that want to score goals against Tampa Bay at the moment. Columbus, doors open. Yeah, What can they do about it tonight? We'll see uh, if they can get some offense going. Next up, we've got uh, Edmonton taking on Montreal. Yes, the Canadians finally uh, back in action tonight. Uh, Minus 120, uh, home favorites in this game. The total six shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, Edmonton back-to-back for them. They were in Toronto last night, a big overtime win for the Oilers against the uh, Leafs. Now on the second night of back-to-backs, now with Miko Koskinen in net, I don't love this setup, one iota uh, for the Oilers tonight uh, against Montreal in this one. Montreal, now you could always say about these teams that have been off for you know over a week, like Montreal has due to the COVID-19 pause, rust or rest? Which one is it? Uh, I think it'll be rest. I think this team will come out flying, and they know they've got to make, yeah, you know, they got to go on a run here. I know they've still got the fourth spot, but you know there's still a couple of teams behind them. Uh, it's an important game for the Montreal Canadiens. They are still shorthanded up front. It doesn't look like Eric Stahl. uh or he won't be making his debut. He's got to do quarantine, uh, of course, for another, uh, few, uh, at least another week, I believe, uh, before he can be cleared to play. He had to quarantine coming across the border after the trade with Buffalo. Uh, Yoel Armia is still out. Tyler Toffoli is still out. Ben Sherrod on the blue line uh, is still out. Uh, you could argue that, yeah, Montreal, the price isn't the greatest, but I think the spot is amazing for Montreal. And I think the spot is equally as bad for Edmonton. Coming off the big overtime win, you got the much weaker goalie in net in Miko Coskin, and he just doesn't have good numbers this year, Coskin. And there's a reason now Mike Smith is firmly entrenched as the number one goalie for this team you know Edmonton does do well uh, against Montreal especially in Montreal that is my one little area of concern but I'm still on the Habs here tonight uh, taking Montreal uh, at around minus 120 uh, in this game Uh, Jimmy what's your thoughts here Oilers and Habs
4: yeah I mean you you got the Oilers playing last night you get the Habs coming off a long layoff so either you're going to get a really rusty team or a worn down team um, and I, I just think that Montreal's probably got a ton of pent up frustration after what they just went through. You know, being held off the ice with COVID, there, watching these teams around them uh, advance in the standings, and I, I think they're just going to come out of there like shot out of a cannon. Uh, I'm liking. I, I, I go with this game, guys. I, I really I like the Canadians so much that I think it's time for Jimmy Puckline, bring them out right now. <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens, minus one and a half, and I'm looking at plus 180 here on Provada.
3: All right, yeah, plus one, uh, plus 185 in some spots as well. So a uh, pretty good price there. Montreal puck line, uh, minus one and a half, uh, plus 185. It'll be Koskinen, it'll be Carey Price from Montreal. Carey Price actually played pretty good last few games before the pause. So uh, hopefully that does uh, carry over here to uh, this uh, return to action for the uh, Montreal Canadiens tonight uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, next game, uh, Carolina taking on Chicago. Uh, the Hurricanes, minus 150 to minus 155. Uh, road favorites here, total five and a half, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, I like Carolina, but I like them in regulation here. Minus 110. Let's see if we can get a better price on that. Carolina's just got it going. And Vincent Trocheck, who has been arguably their best forward. He's been every bit as good for Carolina as Niederreiter, Aho, Svechnikov and anyone else you can think of on this Carolina team, there's a good chance he's coming back from an injury that's kept him out for the last couple of weeks. So, a big boost to Carolina uh, up front. I can't say I'm impressed with Chicago. Uh, you know, losing back to back games to Nashville at home, that's not a good omen. Uh, that's not a good sign at all for this uh, Blackhawks team. They look like they're trending on the downward slope. Uh, I don't trust them to beat a superior Carolina team. Lankinen is kind of, you know, he's been decent at times but he's very inconsistent. He had a good couple of games against Florida, not so good uh the last couple against Nashville uh and Alex Nedeljkovic is going to be the goalie tonight for Carolina and this guy's in a uh, just in an absolute groove right now. He's playing great uh for the Hurricanes and there's a reason why he's getting more starts than James Rhymer uh, at the moment. He's been excellent for the Hurricanes in net. Nedeljkovic, you put him with that blue line, which again, there's not it's not a you know, brand name, superstar-laden blue line. But this group collectively with Pesci and Hamilton and Jacob Slavin and Brady Shea and Hayden Fleury, I mean, they just get the job done. They're rock solid, and they work t- well together as a collective unit, as a collective blue line, and that matters here. So I like Carolina uh, in regulation, minus 110. Maybe a small, tiny bet on the over if you can get five and a half. I don't like it at six. I actually got a five and a half, but it moved to six. I really don't like it as much at six. If you can find the five and a half, I would play the over a little bit too, uh, but I like Carolina in regulation as well. Minus minus one ten. Jimmy, what do you think here with the Canes and the Blackhawks?
4: I think we're getting another Jimmy puck line on this one. I mean, the Canes right now, kind of that team in, you know, nobody's really paying attention to. Uh, and <laughs> they look like a motor, man. They look like they're ready to run through a, a couple playoff series. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't want to be playing them in the first two rounds. Um, I think they could do some damage this year in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm starting to really get sold on this team. And I think they'll have no problem with the Chicago team that, let's face it, has just, you know, they had a great run and they were really good. Um, but they've kind of been a, up and down to be nice lately. Uh, and that's why I like the, uh, the Hurricanes to take care of business tonight.
3: All right, Jimmy, puck line once again, Carolina minus one and a half plus 160. Uh, is the price with the Hurricanes uh, on the puck line uh, in this game. Uh, Brian Watson in our chat <clears throat> saying, Carolina, dark horse for the cup. Yeah, yeah you better believe I agree with that. I, I I should. Of course I agree with it. I got Carolina futures uh, in my pocket from before the season. Uh, Carolina was one of the teams I bet to win the Stanley Cup, and uh, they're absolutely uh, right there. I mean, the, 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 the advanced numbers crunchers have always loved this team the last couple of years because they've always been – you know, at or near the top in puck possession, Corsi and expected goal margins. All of those uh, key uh, advanced numbers have always uh, liked and thought highly of Carolina. Uh, yeah. And that's carried over uh, into this season. And now if they find Alex Nedeljkovic here uh, a little, uh, if they find, if they found something in him, maybe as their future goaltender, and it looks like it's starting to look that way, like he's been really good over the last yeah. few games. And what I like too is, you know, he had a little bit of a, or they had the two nothing loss against Tampa Bay or two nothing deficit early, I should say against Tampa Bay on Saturday, you would think, Hey, not going to be Carolina's night. Well, all they did in the second and third period was they outshot uh, Tampa Bay 28 to 11 in the second and the third period combined rallied to win that game uh, in impressive fashion. I believe four, three, they won that game. Very impressive. When they turn it on, they're like Colorado. They go through these spurts during a game where they get all the chances, all the shots, and they're not giving up a whole lot at the other end of the ice either. And that's the sign of a team when they can be dominant both ways of the ice during a game. That's impressive to me. And Carolina has shown that ability at times this year. Uh, Final game on this Tuesday card, it is Dallas taking on Nashville. Two teams that suddenly have some life uh, when it comes to the playoff race. Uh, Dallas minus 115 uh, road favorites in Nashville. Total five and a half here across the board uh, in this one. So Nashville uh, left for dead, but here we are. A five-game win streak uh, for the Nashville Predators. Swept the two games with Chicago uh, over the weekend. Roman Yossi's healthy again on the blue line. Of course, Matthias Ekholm's been back for a couple of weeks. Uh, that's significant. Um, unfortunately, Philip Forsberg, you know, who's actually missed the last two games day-to-day with an upper body injury, He's been missing uh, in action, and it doesn't look like he may return tonight for the Predators, so they will miss him. Uh, the guy that has really stepped up for the Predators offensively, they needed someone because it's not been the busts. Arvinson's not done much. Johansson's had a tough year again. What else is new? It's Eli Tolvanen. He's the guy that's really given them a spark. That's why he's playing uh, on the top line uh, for the Nashville Predators right now. He's been giving them a legitimate offensive uh, punch and boost. Uh, their, their defensive game has really turned around. Remember how awful and how much we said this defense has totally declined? Well, they've played better during this win streak. They've only allowed 11 goals uh, in their last eight games combined. Their penalty kill has completely turned it around. They couldn't kill a penalty, Nashville, in the first like month of the season. They're actually 24 for 25 on the penalty kill uh, going into this game tonight. Uh, so all of a sudden, they're killing penalties. Uh, their defensive game has been good, and it goes with their goaltending because U.C. Soros has been finally gotten the net for two straight weeks in just about every game, and he's played very well. Unfortunately, he is also uh, questionable tonight due to injury. They say he's available to play, but it doesn't mean John Hines will for sure start him. We don't know yet who the goalie is going to be for Nashville. Apparently, Soros is available, but we, we've kind of seen this with some other teams. Sometimes they don't put him in right away. Uh, and they just make him available to back up in the first game back from injury. So we'll have to see where Nashville goes with the goaltending tonight. It'll be Anton Hudobin uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in net. And all the quotes for Dallas coming into this game is that this is the start of a six-game road trip for them. You look at everything I read about this game, you know, earlier today and, you know, getting ready, preparing my notes for this show. Rick Bonas, uh, you know, Jamie Benn, uh, all the key Dallas players. They all basically said in no uncertain terms, it's go time, boys. As in, it, look, if we're going to make something of this season, this six-game road trip is going to be paramount. We've got to make something happen. we got to have a winning road trip. We have to have a good come out of it ahead, more wins than losses, to put ourselves at least in a position to be thinking that we could push for a playoff spot. They haven't given up uh, on this season. To be honest, they played Florida pretty good and over the weekend they should have probably won the first game against florida the second game they just got into penalty trouble early were and fell behind and couldn't make it up and i thought at five on five they actually played florida pretty even on sunday in the rematch so there's they are playing better hockey dallas i like this spot a little bit for them first game of a road trip Bonus, the players, they're talking the talk. This is enormous for us, this road trip. We've got to play well on it to give ourselves a chance at the playoffs. This is the first game of that trip. I think they show up tonight. Don't love it, but I am on Dallas here, minus 115. I think they show up tonight, big effort on the road, get the victory uh, over Nashville and end Nashville's five-game win streak. Jimmy, what do you think here with the Stars and Preds?
4: I'm just wondering, you know, not from a gambling perspective, but just obviously because I got a cover as a reporter, and I mean it's like, are they are the predators buyers now? I, I mean,
3: they might be. If they keep this up, they very well might you know. Be.
4: And, and and what's crazy about that is that was the team that everyone expected to push the needle on the NHL trade market. Uh, so if all of a sudden they're buyers, man we might have a very non-exciting NHL trade market because everyone's going to be waiting for someone else to start the dominoes to fall. And they were looking to Nashville to do it. Now I don't know who it is that has what Nashville had to offer on the trade market, like an Ekholm or a Ryan Ellis or what have you, maybe even a Ryan Johansson. Uh, you know, none of those guys were apparently untouchable other than Rene uh, and Yossi. Right. That's what they said before. So You know, maybe all those guys are getting pulled off now. I don't know. So that's something to watch there. But as far as this game goes, I'm going to ride the hot team here, actually. and I'm going to take the the Predators. Uh, Even money is uh, to win tonight. I like it. So uh, give me the Preds. All right.
3: Like in Nashville to keep the uh, win streak going at around uh, plus 100. Uh, Even money on the Predators. And And you're right. all
4: those people in Nashville, too, just, you know, thinking of them and uh, good thoughts and good vibes their way. I don't know if you've seen what happened with the floods there. Um, but I mean, people are dying uh, from these floods and everybody's been displaced. Uh, It's really bad situation down there. So, you know, hopefully the predators can give them something to distract uh, them from the real life problems they're facing.
3: Yeah. There's some people liking the draw in this game. I wouldn't argue with that. It's a big game points at stake for both teams. So the draw uh, in this game, which is around plus 300 yeah, that's not a bad option either. It's probably a close game either way, uh, with the stars. That's a great call. Yeah, with the stars and the predators. But uh, I just like this. I just like a. This is a big game. Dallas starting a road trip. They're talking like this is like you know game well, seven. We got we to get this here. It is for them yeah. because they're even further behind Nashville uh, right now. So they've really got to make the most of this. Uh, and I, I think Dallas can rise up. But again, you're getting in front of a red hot Nashville team. And Jimmy made a great point. Nashville looked like the team that every GM of a team looking to upgrade at the deadline with a playoff team and a Stanley Cup contending team. They're just looking to pick the c- dead carcass, pick the bones of this yeah. Nashville team, pick Arvidson, pick on uh, Johansson, pick on Matthias uh, Ekholm on the blue line. Yeah, Forsberg. There's a bunch of these players that are tar- – Granlund, you know, a bunch of players on this Nashville team that are being targeted by teams looking to upgrade at the trade deadline. Well, what if David Poyle says, you know, to hell with all these guys. We're winning now. We're back in the playoff race. We're, we're going to keep yeah. all these guys and try to make a run for the playoffs. And I think he, he's one of those guys that he, he's probably going to say yes to that, that maybe we're going to keep everybody and go for the playoffs. He's a guy that doesn't know anything but to do that. Like this right. is a guy that's playoffs almost every year that he's been the general manager of the Nashville Predators. How are you going to convince David Poyle? You know what? You're close, David.
4: But you know what? Sell, sell, sell. Don't try in to... In fact, make- it's a shortened season. It, it, it's yeah. kind of a one-off almost. I know people are going to say, how can you say that? It's not fair to the players. But it is. Let, let's face it. And if you've got a chance to win in this crazy, unique season with everything that can go on, who knows? You know, like, you, you get in there, you're hot going into the playoffs, and then you play a team... Hey, as far as I've seen right now, guys, I haven't seen anything that says that COVID protocol is going to be any different in the playoffs than it is now. So we're going to have these absences that the Bruins and Canadians just had. You can guarantee teams will have that happen to them in the playoffs, and that could be it in a seven-game series. So, you know, it's it really, I don't think there's any clear-cut favorite for the Stanley Cup. So if you're a team like Nashville, why not? Go for it. This might be it for this core right now. It might be it for Poyle and Nashville. So he might just say, screw it. I'm going for it.
3: It is just, I'm laughing as you're talking right now, because it's just amazing that we're even having this discussion about the Nashville Predators three weeks ago, right? Where they were three, four weeks ago, a month ago. We thought what a dumpster fire, what a disaster. This team is just absolutely brutal right now. Um, I still think the bottom is going to fall out at some point. Like they're on a nice run right now. I think at some point the losing streak will hit. I don't know when that'll be, uh, but uh, I'm still going to need a little more convincing from Nashville. Like, if you sustain this and you turn this five and zero streak into like ten and one or eleven and one in the next uh, ten or 11, uh, 11 or twelve games, then I'm going to be saying, okay, maybe you're on to something. But I'd like to see the win streak keep going a little bit more before we just say, okay, Nashville's ready to compete uh, and be in the playoffs. We'll see. But they're they're they are playing better hockey. It started with goaltending. Soros is giving them saves. Their defensive game has been better since they got Matthias Hackholm and Yossi uh, back from injury. Uh, And, of course, now they've had some youth movement in their forward group. And this Eli Tolvanen kid, who's now on the top line and deservedly so, has given them a legitimate spark offensively. And he's done more than a lot of the overpaid veteran stiffs have done, you know, on this Nashville Predators team. So uh, give him credit. We'll see if they can keep it going tonight uh, against Dallas. All right. Great discussion. Great analysis. Fun show. Uh, breaking down these games with uh, Jimmy. It's good to have Jimmy back uh, on the show today on this Tuesday edition. Before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, No better time to use DraftKings and sign up than right now. We've got the NCAA tournament down to the final four. Uh, After tonight, we have NHL and NBA with about a month left in the regular season with the push for the playoffs taking place in both of those leagues. Major League Baseball starts on Thursday. Uh, It is a great time of year. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. When you do, you'll get a deposit bonus, weekly specials, incentives, bet boosts, uh, different, all kinds of different special offers and insider deals. And all you got to do to take advantage of that is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code thpn all right it is best bet time for this uh tuesday nhl card uh last night for me uh you know uh plus card in terms of i had more winners than losers on the card unfortunately one of the losers was the best bet that's been happening a lot lately for me outside of the new, new jersey game uh, on sunday against boston so we'll see if we can get the best bet right uh, here today uh, jimmy i'll start with you though what do you got for best bet on this tuesday card
4: well, I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes on that puck line there in Chicago to uh, take care of business there. So that would be my best bet for this Tuesday night.
3: All right. Carolina puck line minus one and a half plus 160 uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his uh, best bet, liking the Carolina Hurricanes to get the job done there uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, my best bet for this card is going to be uh, I'm going to go with Montreal. I really like this spot for Montreal here tonight. I know there's still I was a, little to go that way a little bit of. Uh, I'm going to go Montreal minus 120 uh, against Edmonton. I have no problems in this price range fading Koskin, Koskinen. I just don't think he's been anywhere near good enough uh, in net when you compare him to Mike Smith this year. Uh, You like this Montreal team rested, chomping at the bit. I know there's still a couple guys out up front. Armia Toffoli won't play. They don't have Eric Stahl available just yet. Uh, But still, I think you're going to see big games tonight from arrested Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Nick Suzuki uh, and company, uh, Josh Anderson, who's been great this season. Uh, I'd expect them all to ra- rise to the occasion. They're going to be fresh as a daisy, uh, if you will, uh, this Montreal team tonight. Edmonton off the big win against Toronto, two intense games, a little flat, little hangover. Uh, I could see that from the Oilers here tonight. So I'll roll with the Montreal Canadiens, the ble- bleu, blanc and rouge at minus 120 tonight. Uh, against Edmonton for my uh, best bet. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for tuning in. A reminder, we are on live on YouTube seven days a week, 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast uh, in audio form each and every day on all major podcast providers. Uh, For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of The Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.
2: Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're All a Little Crazy.
0: We're All a Little Crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, and the Hockey Podcast Network.
5: This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury.
2: This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin.
0: This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance.
2: We're so
5: afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied.
2: And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries.
0: The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained.
5: Yeah, it needs real, long-form
2: conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter.
5: We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working.
0: Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone, you can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways.
5: This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a
2: societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality and our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will.
0: Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.